0: Once a quarter, we are privileged to have Matt starring, uh, Pastor Matt, come and speak. So he'll be coming up here in a few minutes. Yeah, Woo. I have a couple of things though that I just want to, to share with you before. Some some things that we've been praying about. I want us to bring want to bring us up to speed on. So you remember a few months ago, wasn't it? A few months ago, I had this beautiful young lady who showed up on the porch of Abundant Life. It was during a wedding ceremony that we were having. Wedding ceremony. I told you that Southern would come out in me, Gene. Wedding ceremony. Um, It's in me. It is is in me. Um, Anyway, there was a wedding here. And uh, this beautiful girl shows up, and she was just down on her luck a little bit. Eighteen years old. Her family had abandoned her. She had been in foster care for quite some time, and uh, that wasn't uh, a possibility anymore because she had just turned 18. And so then we we were able to, Stasha and I were able to run her up to um, a shelter that was nearby and grab her some dinner for that evening. And then a few weeks later, you know, your time runs out eventually. She was able to come, uh, well, she she came back and said, you know what, um, I'm still in the same place. And so she uh, we were able to do the same thing, just find another place for her. Well, she came this morning, and she said, I just want to thank you. I have an apartment that I'm moving into this week. And so Capricia is here this morning. We love you, Capricia. <laughs> Capricia. I'm sorry. I said I said Capricia. It's capricia. capricia. Capricia is here today. And so we love you and we're so thankful for you and for what God's doing in your life. And uh, you're welcome. We are so privileged that God would send you to us and that we could be able to do that. And Travis, it's good to see you too, buddy. Um, I wanted to share something, too. I appreciate Matt as he's getting ready to come up here today. We need to be in prayer for he and Jen. He texted me the other night, and his uncle passed away in New York um, Friday night. And so they're going to be traveling Thursday, Wednesday night or Thursday. Uh, that's all going to be working out later on to be at the funeral up there this weekend. Uh, so we'll be praying for your, your safe travel. And I'm like, dude, do I need to cover for you? Are you going to be He's like, uh, I'm good. I appreciate the heart of a minister, you know, even in, in the middle of pain and in the middle of hurt. He's going to go for it this morning. And here's what I want to challenge us to today. I saw this this morning um, from Glenn Burst, Jr. He's the president of Foursquare. And um, he wrote this to pastors and to leaders today. He said, as leaders, we are never responsible for filling anyone else's cup. I was like, what? You know, you, you hear that? You're never responsible for filling anyone else's cup. Our responsibility is to empty ours. So Matt's about to come up to you. Doug and the worship team just emptied out their cup of ministry that they had. Matt's going to be coming up, and he's going to be emptying his cup and pouring the anointing and the word of God on us today. So here's what I want us to do. And this is I'm I'm playing the role of of congregation member today, right? So I'm going to be sitting there. If you've ever been to a nice restaurant or to a breakfast place, normally they'll have the coffee mug sitting on the table. And which direction is it? It's normally down, isn't it? And if you want coffee, what do you do? You turn your cup up. By the way, if you ever go to a fancy restaurant and you're not sure about that and the coffee, you're like, how are you going to pour coffee in that? Well, you turn it over, right? You could probably figure that out. I want us to do that symbolically today. Let's all turn our coffee mugs up to be filled with the word of God today because here's what's going to happen. Matt's going to empty himself into your spiritual cup and this week you're going to go out and there's going to be people in the workplace that are essentially going to have their cup turned up and we, I need Jesus. I need well they don't know what they're going to need. They need they know they need something. And so as he's pouring out today, as the worship team has poured out today and you've had your cup turned up, expect mm-hmm. this week that you get to go out to a world that needs to be filled. Amen. Yeah. So can we receive from Pastor Matt as he comes up today? I love you, buddy. Come on up. Yeah, thank you.
1: Well, good morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just come before you, and uh, God, I just ask that you would just slow the pace of the day down. May we just recognize just how truly blessed we are to live the lives that, um, or to be pursuing the life that you're calling us into, Lord God. Thank you for just the love that we share here, Lord God, thank you for the the help and the hope that this church so exemplifies. Lord God, thank you for for loving me. Thank you for the change in my life, Lord. I'm just excited to hear as we just uh, gather together more. We dig deeper in relationship and just to hear the stories of how you're working in each of our lives, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, my message today is uh, themed around Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, I've kind of been a part of this church for nine years now. It's like every year we do our best as a congregation to follow along in our life journal reading plan. And I've, I've really been committed to that. But there's something, something that God was prompting me this year with was to get into the book of Ephesians. And I think that really stems from um, just the, um, the challenge of our pastor to recognize how we truly are growing in numbers here. And we need to do a good job discipling one another. The, um, the book of Ephesians, uh, many of us know it. It's a pretty short book. We have uh, six chapters. Uh, it was written by the Apostle Paul. It wasn't specifically to any one given church. It was to the Ephesians, but it was to be circulated amongst all of the churches in that area. And basically, you have the first three chapters uh, really talking about theology and the work of God. Uh, Chapters 4 to 6 is more about your walk as a Christian, how you should be living that out. If you look at Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21... This is the Apostle Paul saying, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So my my title is What to Expect. Um, You know, if you have expectations placed on other and really relate, I promise you, I will fail you they will fail you. And really, relationally, if you place expectations, I'm sure that you you all kind of understand what I'm saying. If you place expectations on a friend and they don't fulfill that, there, there is some major disappointment. I have uh, some choices that I made, expectations that friends had of me that really hurt them for, for years. And this, it's like you're trying to protect that. You're trying to fulfill something that is not possible. But what can we expect from God? It says quite clearly there that He has uh, power, that He is able. So as Christians, we're going to get into what to expect, this life that we're supposed to be living out. So if we were to each maybe hand a microphone around and and pass it around, some of us... um, Let's be honest. Some of us are just operating in the status quo. They, these people are the type that are comfortable with what they have as far as a daily routine, a weekly routine. Um, thank God the church really is a place of consist- consistency. When your whole world is unraveling, we must be that rock-solid foundation, and be consistent, and be a help to others. But I think a lot of us, uh, especially in America, we are just comfortable with being saved, praying to God, believing that He hears us, and just protecting us. Some of us would say, Scripture is just for the old-timey things. Scripture is just history. God only used people that were amazing and blessed people. God only used people that were brought up from birth into a a very good-to-do religious family. Well, I'm here to tell you that God has an amazing life. God has just dreams that you have that He would like to fulfill in your lives. So God is able... Let's get into Scripture. Let's see what He has for us. Let's use the examples we have from Scripture, but also let's really see how this is going to apply to us. We have a, a little uh, tack board on our pantry, and I have a quote from uh, Marianne Williamson. Uh, many of you ladies may know uh, she is a Christian author. And this was something, uh, I certainly didn't read the, the ladies book, but uh, it was a quote that I came across. <laughs> this is a quote that I came across that I actually cut out and, uh, no, I actually typed it up on the computer and I put it up on our tack board. And today, it is very yellowed, very wrinkly. Um, at least nine, 10 years ago, I, I tacked it up there. And this is, this is the quote. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous? Uh, Let's be honest, guys. You know, some of you here, you truly care about your looks. You're very prim and proper. Um, Who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. So this is a great reminder for us to just get out of that mode of just, oh, it's going to be a good day. Father God, just protect me through the day and let me just get through the day. How many people do you talk to that just want to get through the day? Well, God is calling you out to live abundant life, right? So God is able. We need to expect Him to do great things in our lives. Why? Looking at the book of Ephesians, Paul encourages the Christians that God can and does work with them. They should not look for or accept a half-hearted Christianity. Their spiritual lives just shouldn't shouldn't be something mediocre. They should expect amazing things to happen as a result of Christian effort. Let's look at why Christians should expect wonderful things to happen in their lives. In youth, uh, we are um, going through the Book of John, and uh, it's it's amazing to to be a part of. Um, just a a group of youth who really is starting to discover what they believe. And uh, as you know, the, the first chapter of John, I mean, honestly, you could take at least 40 hours, 50 hours just talking about the Word was God and He was with God. That's very confusing in the beginning, but when you truly recognize that Jesus has existed all the way from the beginning, it's like, And you just see it in their faces, and they're building on that. Well, we um, went through the Trinity as well, and the example that I um, best could reference in their understanding of how God has revealed Himself. Um, So the God, uh, the triune God that we we serve, He has the power and potential to do, this is point number one, above and beyond more than we ask or imagine. His ability to grant our requests is unlimited. We ask for forgiveness. Boom, done, right? He, we ask for a good leadership. We, we have needs specifically here within the church, and they are fulfilled. A lot of times, we try to come up with our own timeline of how things basically should be answered. We ask uh, specifically for a guitar player. Mike has a, an amazing story of how he was just coming and visiting the church, and the pastor on the, 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 up here on the stage made a mention that we're, we're seeking a guitar player and um, just a really amazing God thing that uh, Mike shared. Um, so we need more teachers. On and on, God supplies. We ask for uh, jobs. We, we know people that are unemployed. Uh, we know that in His timing that He will fulfill that. We, we ask for healing in our families' uh, On the topic of my uncle that Pastor David shared, uh, this is something that has been slowly uh, uh, just, the cancer is just such a horrible thing. Um, But for us, uh, yeah, we're going up there to celebrate the life of my uncle, who I so loved and really good memories of. But the, the wonderful thing that I can honestly say that I'm excited about is that when I go up there on my, my father's side, he has eight brothers and sisters, um, I have 26 cousins, that's just a huge family, and it is, it is going to be just a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. Prior years in my, my, in my youth, there was a lot of damage that I created relationally, and <clears throat> it was before I was saved. But it's just amazing how the time after that I was saved and, you know, how family stuff occurs and it doesn't even really have to involve you. You just go into some of these family settings. I mean, something like this could be a really stressful thing, but, but I'm just so excited to just see my family up there. There's no drama. Get with me next year. There might be something going on, but... <laughs> No, no. I I could truly, truly say that just God has answered prayer and there's been healing and restoration. So sometimes it takes time. You know, God opens the eyes of someone's heart so that they will come to know God. Um, One of the main things, like I said, is is why I think God has me going through Ephesians is, um, you know, we've got a new a lot of new people here, and especially in the 20-something age, and, and we really um, were interested in hearing their story. Um, around the early 20s of my life, uh, there was a lot of people praying for me, um, and there was a lot of answered prayers for other people, and the decisions that I had made, um, So years and years, you know, if you have a child that is wayward and really is not following the Lord, um, just be consistent. It might take years and years and years of the same prayer. God gives us the strength to resist temptations, drugs, etc. Strength and wisdom to overcome past failures. God sometimes uh, will send a friend in a time of loneliness I have a a, a good friend um, who is in his 70s that lost his wife. They were married for 50 years, and uh, his children said that it was a very, very scary time for them because he didn't know how to live without her. And they just, they didn't, they couldn't see how, they couldn't relate to what he was going through. But then again, they couldn't see in the future, which is... Uh, Almost two years later, how he has met a friend, a, a lady friend, and just how he's, he's back to kind of his normal self. So in them, I want to say dark times, but when you have no idea why God would allow certain things to happen, sometimes give it time and, and God will send someone <laughs> or something in spite of failures and inadequacies, God gives us a start over. You've heard it before. Every day is a new day. Sometimes things don't happen because we do not think to ask. On screen we have uh, James 4.2. If you turn to your Bibles there, or you could read it with me. You do not have because you do not ask God. A lot of times, I myself I would rather, uh, instead of slowing down and asking for wisdom from God or other people, sometimes I'm just gonna just jump right into it and try to do the physical work, and I'd rather work harder than smarter. It's it's pretty dumb, I know, but I I am guilty of that time and time again. I heard. Uh, heard a story of someone that uh, was going through a, a tough uh, marriage, and there was an abusive relationship, and um, just the lady, she really didn't, she really didn't know what the best choice would be for her moving forward, and she was really just confused and um, very emotional, and, and it was weeks on end that um, just, that she needed help, but The person that was kind of taking care of her, she just wasn't getting any definition. And she point blank asked her, what do you need? What do you need? So it's a good question that we need to think for ourselves. What do we need? And we need to ask him. If you are genuine, we should pray earnestly. God is ready and able to grant requests. His ability to do so is limitless, but... The next point, we should understand that there are limits, not on his abilities, but on what he will do. We cannot tell him what to do. We can only ask. I heard a, a funny quote a buddy of mine said, you want to you find a good way to make God laugh? Tell him what you're going to do tomorrow, all right? <laughs> Scripture we have on the screen, James 4, 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. So don't expect, obviously, an ungodly or illegal request to be granted. Uh, when you're cruising down the highway at 75 miles an hour in a 55-mile-hour zone, it's pretty ridiculous to pray not to get a speeding ticket, right? (laughs) Don't expect selfish or harmful requests to be granted. Things will transpire on his time, basically on his schedule, not on ours. Next scripture we have in John 15:7. He says, "But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted." But obviously it has to be directly in line with his will, in his name, his character, his spirit. God has demonstrated this ability. He shows us his ability when we ask and often way beyond what we ask. So the the story in Exodus, of um, the story of Moses, he was uh, an Israelite, which was a Hebrew. And uh, at the time around when he was born, basically Pharaoh to basically limit the population of the Israelites, he, he said to kill all the boys. But his mother, a wise lady that she was, she prayed and she made a basket, a Moses basket, which is pretty cool, I just discovered a, a few weeks ago. You, if you get on Amazon and type in Moses basket, there's, all you ladies, I'm sorry, you probably know this, but there's Moses baskets. I mean, <laughs> here we are thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, you can buy a Moses basket. But obviously, um, uh, go back to the the story there. She basically placed him, uh, in, her baby Moses, in a basket and he floated down the river. Um, Pharaoh's daughter uh, saw him. And it was just amazing how God just tied things in together. Um, uh, his mother, Moses' mother, was actually able to nurse him because he, he needed that. And the um, the daughter, she adopted Moses. And, and something that we went through in youth a few uh, months ago was just all the labels that Moses had on him, which were defeating. He was basically born into slavery. You know, we read how he had a... Um, uh, he wasn't an effective speech or a speaker, but he had his brother Aaron who would speak for him at times. Um, basically, all these negative labels that should have been defeating. He was basically brought in to be the greatest prophet of the, of the Old Testament. He led the Israelites. Amen. We also have uh, John eleven twenty one 21 through 23, the story of Lazarus. Martha said to Jesus, "'Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask.' Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. So Martha, she, she could believe that if Jesus had been there, that Lazarus may have not died. But who possibly, there's nobody there in that setting that could possibly imagine a, a dead body for four days could actually be brought up and, and, and risen. It's just uh, amazing. Could you imagine we also have um, the disciples who were fishing in John 21, 6. So here we have the disciples. They were out all night. They were, they were fishermen, and uh, their Lord had, had gone, and, and they, they actually thought in, in, in the book of John here that, um, that he had just died, right? And they were never going to see him again. So they're out fishing. They, they don't catch anything. But then they see someone on the shore, and he says to them, "'Cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you will find a catch.'" So they cast, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. So they, they needed help, and God, above and beyond, abundantly supplied their need. And sometimes, that's a great lesson, that sometimes um, disappointment is very painful, Um, But God's intentions often are are very gracious. We don't see it at those times, but um, they were completely empty, and they needed something big. He can and will do the same sorts of things today for you. So the question is, what can you imagine? Whatever problems you are facing, whatever unfixable situations you have, you might think even God could not fix this. Oh, yes, he can, and expect to see wonderful things happen in your life and efforts because this power is working. Think of how you are affecting those around you, your friends, your family, especially your coworkers. Let's, let's, be, let's Let's just cut right to it. If you're running around basically operating as if your head was cut off and you just can't live with what you got going on, and you're constantly worrying and especially talking to non-believers about, oh my gosh, this happened, or oh my gosh, this is going on. What kind of example is that? I'm not saying that there's not a, a time and place for that, but we need to recognize that God is able. He has power. Point number two, according to His power that is at work within us. Us Christians, God is at work in us. There's that, um, basically that the stepping stones to sainthood. All of us are on a path. None of us are better than each other. But as far as your maturity in Christ, there, there's, there should be a change that is taking place in your life that is for the better. People's hearts and souls belong to God and Christ Jesus who are living as children of God by His Spirit. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. God's intention is to bring the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So that's... When I first read that, that was a little bit confusing for me and I I really tried to interpret that the best that I can And, and basically... God wants to make himself known. What should be reflecting for, from our character and our face is Jesus, right? And we are to tell people what Christ has done, but more specifically, not about our abilities, what we have done and how we have conquered things. Our job is to introduce them to Christ, not to ourselves. To those not living this way, no promise is made. No reason is given to expect prayers answered. These are some tough words, but God is is very clear on this. If you're living contrary to God's wishes, do not expect God to do what you ask. Another point is, if you are knowingly, willingly living in sin, do not expect to be answered. I have a, a co-worker who oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe the tragedy that he has experienced. You wouldn't believe, maybe you could call it bad luck. I, I know what it is, but it's just constantly, every other month or so, you just hear about something that is just, whoa, I can't believe it. But I truly believe it's because he is following something that is, is, is sinful, and he is following basically Satan. To those who are living as Christians, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available and operative. That is in you and in the church. This power that is at work within us, it is accomplished within us. Ask and see God transform your life beyond what you could imagine. Ask and watch the church attain the measure of, of a divine fullness, maturity in Christ. Ephesians 3.19 says, And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all of the fullness of God. One of the biggest prayers that I have prayed in this church is unity. It, it, it is not, this is not a sermon because we have problems. This is a sermon because with more people... It is possible to have more problems, but I think what God is calling us to with more people, we are being, able to, being called into more unity. There is a, a deeper level of relationship, if you will, and we all play a part in that. Ask and watch how you are strengthened and enabled to stand faithful. Ask and see what visions God gives you of what we can accomplish to glorify God. I am so thankful for the great visionaries within the church. When we have a big need coming up or when we have situations like growing in numbers, we have visionaries basically that receive these visions of what can be possible. Thankfully, we have visionaries of, you know, things are getting a little tight in there, so what is the best option to handle that? Ask for courage to speak and stand for truth and righteousness, and watch his power work. This power is accomplished through us. Uh, I believe it was last week that Pastor David was talking about the, the fruits of the spirit. These are qualities that are produced in us, very um, good things to basically be an example for us, and put yourself in there. Uh, Galatians 5:22 through23. This should be who you are. We all have the Spirit living in us, and there's fruits. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I'm thankful for my little four-year-old who's uh, back in the kids' church, and the curriculum that they had not too long ago. I don't know if it was on a Wednesday night or if it was a Sunday thing, but she, she knows a lot of the fruits of the spirits. You just hear her say, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So thank you for the, the teachers that are back there. That, that really stuck with her. So accomplished through us, enabling us to imitate Christ in all things and at all times, to bring glory to God through us. Ask and watch him use you and the church to bring healing to a hurting world. Ask and witness the healing in your own life and watch him help you to heal others as well. Isn't that amazing thing about being a teacher and trying to offer someone advice? Basically, you can't do it unless you've experienced it yourself, right? So you might not recognize why God would have you go through a sickness or being hurt, but Really, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about your future and how you're going to be able to speak to someone and lift them up. I can't teach. Uh, them that them youth, they intimidate me. <laughs> Ask and watch your ability to teach classes, individuals to proclaim the good news to grow. You know, I won't, I won't call this person out. He's taller than me now. But this morning when he shook my hand, he said, uh, I just really am very thankful for you preaching today, Mr. Matt. Um, I really just wanted a good nap today, so I'm thankful, I'm thankful that I'm going to be able to get a good 30-minute nap in. So, We can expect God to do these things and beyond what we can even imagine because He will be glorified. That, that word glory, um, when I was basically a new Christian, I, I didn't understand that. Uh, maybe you're here today and um, the word glory and how um, God's glory can be uh, witnessed, how we can see it, um, how it can be observed, how we can be um, living out the glory of God. Let's go to Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3. This is, this is good stuff. This is really rich. <clears throat> Isaiah 60. One through three. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep dark- darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. God's glory. Is the goal for the church? God will be made known and glorified in the world, in the here, in the now, to individuals, to family, to co-workers, to nations. Such is not too great a thing for God to accomplish. He is also being made known in eternity and to heavenly powers. Ephesians three verses ten and eleven so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which He carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the example we set, maybe my my sermon today should have been titled Example. But we are the example of God's glory. The Scripture specifically says that So right now, that it would be made known through the church. It is right, good, and just that God be made known. He is creator of all. His plan is to make himself known. This will happen. He has the power and wisdom to accomplish this beyond what we can imagine. And the church is his primary tool, a place where we celebrate Life is not a game, but this is a place where we come to, to celebrate, to get in the huddle. We've got a game plan for how, how we're going to go about this life, right? There is a purpose in our existence, it is our job. We were created for such good works. Amen. So, I'm going back to our, our title, Theme there, Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So you can be living what our sign right outside the door says. You can be living that abundant life. You should be living that abundant life. May we encourage each other and lift each other up to be able to operate in that way. Also, uh, a corresponding scripture is Romans 16, 25 to 27. Romans 16, 25 to 27 Now all glory to God, who is able to make you strong, just as my good news says. This message about Jesus Christ has revealed his plan for you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now as the prophets foretold and as the eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere, so that they too might believe and obey him. All glory to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, forever. Amen. Amen. So all, all the Old Testament prophecies at the time of that scripture, all the Old Testament prophecies came true from the life of Jesus with his resurrection. He left the tomb empty. Amen. Let him be seen in you. Stand up and acknowledge him with your life. Let him transform you to where he is, the very life seen to be living and abiding in you. So for this this word today that I really believe was from the Lord, may this be a challenge to you. If you're already a Christian, if you're already making that decision, that you would be living that abundant life, that you would be living a life allowing God's power to operate through you. May we take a moment to... um, Maybe this word is spoken to you and you have not made the choice. May we, may we create an atmosphere right now, if we could all just bow our heads, close our eyes. It's, it's, it's really simple, this, this salvation that we've experienced. I'd ask that you would just pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you could just keep your heads bowed just for another minute, your eyes closed, just so I know, just so Pastor David knows, if you've made that decision today, could you just raise your hand? We're not going to call you out. We're not going to bring you up here. But if you just raise your hand to let us know. So my, my closing prayer is, Father God, you are awesome. Father God, it's just so wonderful to be a part of a church where your spirit is moving. Father God, may this message that we've heard today bring us a newfound confidence in the power of working with God to accomplish His will through us, way beyond what we can even imagine. Father God, we have the expectation for you to be doing great, amazing things in our lives. Help us to be bold and confident, Lord. Help us to have eyes to see, ears to hear of opportunities to be a blessing to others. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor Matt. Great word, huh? Let's go out this week expecting God to do amazing things through us. So your saucers have been turned up. You've received today. Let's go out and... What we have received, what we have expected, there's expectant hearts out there this week. So, Stasha and I love you. We're going to make our way to the back here in just a moment. Uh, Let's go ahead and stand. I'm going to have Dean and Rachel come on up here, too. If you need any prayer today, um, they're going to be available to pray with you Um, and to, uh, I don't know, just agree with whatever you may have need of, whether it be healing, uh, whether it be encouragement, whether it be strength, whatever that is. Anyway, they are here for you today. So, we love you. God bless you. Have a great morning. We'll